This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. All right, I want to talk to you from the book of Mark, chapter 5, and I want to bring you a message entitled, Unclean, Unclean. Now, I think when I posted this, many people probably thought of, of the leper or the, the people who had the different diseases that had to cry unclean. And I think I'm going to show you that uncleanness uh, goes deeper into every one of our lives than you could even imagine. God's been speaking to us, and, uh, and, and I'll, I'll just be honest with you. If this message has come forth, it's not been the easiest message to bring, but I think it's a, it's a, a word of truth that we all need because we all deal with feeling inside of us. What I mean by that is, uh, is, is there, let me just ask this. Is there anybody else in this place who has the spiritual gift? Now I'm going to say that again. The spiritual gift of being a magnet for stains. <laughs> Anybody else know what I'm talking about? I mean, if you ate it, you're wearing it. Some of you are looking for the spiritual side of that. I was being silly. But I feel like sometimes uh, <laughs> I see spouses hitting each other. Yep, preaching to you. Listen to him, all right? If I get a shirt that I love, you can count on it. It's going to end up stained. And then I'm going to wear it underneath another shirt like this, okay? Because there's going to be a stain on that comfortable shirt. And sometimes I feel like a stain magnet. But let me tell you that in your spiritual life, you are more magnetic for stains than you could have imagined. So let's ask God to open that truth to us. Father... There's some stained people that are going to hear this message today. They're going to join me in feeling stained and realizing the truth about who we are. God, help us. Help us to become righteous people filled with the Holy Spirit and full of the promises of God. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse number 1. Quickly, let's read through this passage. It says, then they came, this is speaking of the Lord Jesus and the disciples are on the boat. They came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And when you get there to that spot, there's a, there's a set of cliffs above you. There's caves in the cliffs. There's a little, I'll be there just, uh, uh, that's where I spent my very first night in Israel was here in the area of the Gadarenes. But, uh, it's, I'll be there in a few, uh, about a month, but a cliff comes down and then goes off into the sea. You can see where this happened still today. So suddenly the boat uh, docks there, and as soon as Jesus, and when he had come out of the boat, immediately, when? Immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man. Notice this, a man. And we're talking specifically, we're naming who it is, with an unclean spirit. Now I want you to notice, it does not say we're the demonic spirit. It does not say, and this sermon was done, typed, uh, and, and ready uh, by a Thursday of this week, but God's been speaking to me clearly about this unclean spirit. That there was an unclean spirit. Some of your Bibles will translate it evil spirit. Some will say demonic presence. But I've taken you back to the original King James here because it is an unclean 
spirit. Very, very particularly, you need to see that. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, speaking of the man, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him. Notice this. I'm about to give you something that's going to change the way you argue with your spouse. It's going to change the way you live and work with other people. Listen to me carefully. There was something inside of him that prevented him from being bound in any way, and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. It's important to notice there's an unclean spirit in him that breaks the shackles and there's an unclean spirit in him that prevents him from being tameable. And what we mean tameable means approachable. If an animal is tameable, we like to rehabilitate miniature horses that have been abused. And when they are, are, have been so abused, some of them will seem so un, untamable. We would say, I just don't know if I can tame this animal. That means that it can be safely interacted with. Some of us have been dealing with unclean spirits that cause us to not be safe for interaction. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. Stop right there for a moment. So one of the reasons that many people have cried themselves to sleep is because of the stains upon their souls, the uncleanness of their souls. And the reason we're facing a generation that's doing self-harm is because this generation has an unclean spirit that it's dealing with. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out, speaking of the man, he cried out with a loud voice. We're still talking about the man. What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you, God, uh, I implore you by God that you do not torment me. And Jesus said to him, so we always think Jesus is talking to the demons. But Jesus said to him, all right, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Interesting. Then he asked, what is your name? And he answered, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. So now we've gone from talking about the man to them, them talking about the evil spirits. Why? Because there was a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons, now we're, we're, we're getting specific, we're talking about them, the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine. Why did they want to go to the swine? Well, in the area of the Gadarenes, they worshiped a God that was a pig. And they didn't want to give up their stronghold. So they said, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean, what kind of spirits? Unclean spirits went out and they entered the swine. There were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Now, when we're talking about spiritual things and spirits, people can get real uncomfortable really fast, but we deal with a spiritual world. We are spiritual beings. 
But let me just say this. Some of us have operated from a wrong spirit, and it's been by choice. You didn't want to go where your spouse wanted you to go, so you had a bad attitude the whole way there. Oh, let me just back it up. Your kids didn't want to eat where you picked because their brother picked where they were eating, so they were determined there's nothing on this menu that I want, and they were operating from a bad spirit. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I should have got some real amens on that one. But because we are operating from a bad place, and a bad spirit, we have a control over that. Now, I've come to teach you something that the Lord revealed to me. Now, we're in a series called Sticks and Stones. And what we've been studying is how Second Peter says to us that you are living stones that become stained. You become stained by what you encounter, by bitterness and by struggles and by problems. You become stained, okay? We have to guard ourselves lest we become what? Stained, lest we become what? Stained. And so we've been doing this study, and now the Lord takes me to a verse in an unbelievably busy week and says, I want to give you something. I want to reveal something to you that some people are dealing not with demonic, they're dealing with the unclean. Watch this. Because unclean by definition, and it's very specific, the translation here, unclean by definition means dirty, foul, impure, or stained. Interesting. So that means that even though I know I just took my shirt out of the laundry, I know it's been cleaned, but when I see the stain, it looks dirty. When we're dealing with something dirty, we look at that and we want to leave that alone. We want to stay away from that. I, I remember one time I was in a third world country and they were preparing my lunch and I was tired. I'd preached I don't know how many hours that week and I, I was exhausted and I always try to eat everything they set before me. I try to do my best to honor the word and that. But as I walk past, I see where they're preparing my, my food and, and it was not pretty. I'll just put it that way. And I suddenly felt led to fast. Right on the spot. I said to the missionary, I won't be joining you for lunch today. I am going to be fasting. He said, what? I said, Pastor, they prepared a special meal for you. Tell them that I suddenly feel called to a fast. Amen. But it was very unclean. I love watching Jonah. We've taught him when something's dirty, we'll go, ooh, gross. His little nose goes, goes, ooh, gross. Because it's dirty. When you sit down at a table that may have a beautiful clean tablecloth on it. But right in the middle of that tablecloth is a stain. You start wondering who ate here before and what did they spill because you're seeing the stain. The Bible says that the moment, listen to me carefully, the moment this man's feet hit the ground running towards Jesus, he started worshiping. He falls before him and he's worshiping. The Bible clearly says he is worshiping. All we hear, listen, the Bible says it. And he fell before him and he worshiped him, speaking of Jesus. And when the, when the man with the unclean spirits falls before Jesus and starts to worship him, listen, he comes in worship, but the only thing that comes out of his mouth is, oh, don't torment me. Interesting. He falls in worship but the only thing that comes up out of him is where he's stained. You will always speak 
from the place of your pain. No matter how much you try to clean up yourself or present yourselves, what is inside of you is what will be heard. If every time, listen to me, every time you get around somebody, you know what they're going to talk about. That's a stain on their spirit. That person's always going to argue politics. Or that person's going to tell you who di- who done the, another who done me wrong song. Come on now. You're always going to hear about past struggles, past pains, who hurt them in church, who hurt them on their job, who hurt them in their family. And no matter when you get it, no matter, they can have every intention in the world of not talking about that, but it will come up. I'm preaching truth to you right now. I want you to get this. It will come up, and you're going, Pastor Don, I just need to get well. That's why it keeps coming up. Listen to me. I'm not telling you that you're wrong for it coming up, but I am telling you you're wrong if you're going to let it stay undealt with because God has come that you might be made whole. And so the way that you can identify if you, uh, Christina, I don't know how many times this happened. We'll go out to maybe a meal with somebody and, and they'll start telling us all about their struggles and problems. I get it when you, when you have a counseling time. But when you're at dinner and they start saying stuff, you're like, shh, let's wait till we get back to the office for this. And they're, they're just pouring their guts out and everybody around you is moving two tables over. And they go, we didn't even mean to tell you this. The reason they're telling it is because it's staining them. It's staining them. The reality is you're screaming for help, but people will only hear the voices of pain that you harbor in your soul. The man fell in worship, but his stain that was on his soul was the only thing that was heard coming out of him. And now listen to me carefully. We have to realize that our souls are stained more than you could ever imagine. Our souls can become stained with all kinds of pain. And some of our souls become so stained that they, are diff- they become a different wrong spirit. An unclean spirit dwells within us. I didn't say a demon is inside of you. I said there's an unclean spirit inside of you. I want you to get that clearly. Sometimes we begin to operate from a wrong spirit, and that wrong spirit is a defeated spirit. The defeated spirit is one that has been demoralized, that has lost hope, lost confidence, and cannot seem to overcome adversity, but is instead overcome by adversity. When you're operating from a place of a defeated spirit, instead of stepping forward, forward and overcoming the adversity, you will always retreat and you'll say things like this. We can't. We never. I should have known better than trying. Listen to me. I'm trying to give somebody a truth. It'll it'll spring up in your heart. It'll spring up in your soul. When you're in the middle of a, a stressful moment, that defeated spirit will begin to speak out of who you are. God did not call you to be the enemy's play toy. God called you to be an overcomer, conqueror by the blood of the Lamb, and He wants to deliver you from that unclean spirit. Somebody going, Pastor Don, I, I, I don't know if this is for me. I'm getting there. Because we all are magnets for stains. Some of us operate from a bitter spirit. And you don't want to argue with somebody who's operating from a bitter spirit. Because all they need is a moment, and they'll be angry. 
And the, you, I mean, you, you, you'll ask them a question and, and a, a, a volcano will erupt on you. You're like, all I asked you was what you want for dinner. And they're like, you never care. Anybody ever had that argument? You see, a bitter spirit is quick to anger, quick to carry hurt, quick to carry resentfulness. Why? Because of one bad experience or, or multiple ones that had given them the sense that they're always treated unjustly. And the truth is, when you're operating from a bitter spirit, you can't even hear it. It causes you to become one-sided and determined to stamp out any other plan or any other opinion than your own. And I tell you that Jesus wants to deliver you from all of that hurt, all that pain, so you'll stop feeding the demons that are attracted to a bitter spirit. Some of you are operating from a place of a battered spirit. You've been injured by repeated blows. This will cause you to blame yourself, to push others away, and cover you in shame. Can I tell you what Jesus' response is for the battered spirit? He said this, come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. There's an unclean spirit in some of you that's a battered spirit, and Jesus wants to heal you. Some of you are operating from a place of a bound spirit. You're operating from a place of an unclean, wrong spirit, and you don't even realize it. You see, the problem is most of us want to blame everything on the demonic when the reality is it's the stains on our own soul that are causing the problems in our lives. A bound spirit is a spirit that has a limitation, a restriction on a feeling or an action. This is something has such a hold on you that it determines what you do, it determines what, how you spend your money, and it determines where you put your freedom. You will exchange your freedom for just one more taste, just one more hit, just one more feel. And, and let me just tell you, if, how do you know if you're operating from a place of a bound spirit? If you have a bad day and the first thing you want to do is pour yourself a drink so you can calm yourself down, then God's wanting to set you free because what you don't need is another drink to calm yourself down. What you need is a drink from the new wine of the Holy Ghost of the living God so that you can be truly set free from whatever it is that's been setting you back. I'm supposed to be behaving, but I'm getting somewhere. Let me tell you something. One of the signs that you are a born-again believer, walking with Jesus Christ, is the manifestation of freedom in your life. That you are no longer limited by your past, you're no longer held by that bondage, that you are free and you are fueled by the Holy Spirit. And how am I going to get there? Listen to me carefully. I love this conversation. Jesus looks at the man and the pain and the grief and the shame and all the unclean spirits are screaming out of him. And Jesus looks at him and we always think he's talking, but if you'll check the, the pronouns there, he's not talking to the demon. He's looking at the man and he says, what's your name? And the pain speaks instead. Let me just tell you something. Pastor Don, you started yelling this morning. Yeah, I'm about to. You know that moment when a rocket's... That's the way I feel right this moment. I am so 
tired of us feeling like we have to hold it all together when our world is falling apart. Listen to me. The enemy comes to you and all of a sudden God's calling out to you and calling you by name and you go, but that's not who I am anymore. I used to be known as that, but now I'm failure. Now I'm this. Now I'm alcoholic or drug addict or divorced or I'm sinner and I'm liar and I'm thief and I'm I'm prejudiced and I'm all of these things. But instead of living being called by your sin, Jesus is calling you by your name. He says, I see who you are on the inside, and I want to call it out of you. And he wants to set you free. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to give you a scripture. He that the Son sets free is free indeed. When Jesus sets you free, Jesus doesn't take something from you and leave you empty. There's a misconception in the church. There's a misunderstanding in the church. People feel that they are a born-again believer filled with the Holy Spirit and that they can also be full of a demon. That is 100% biblically inaccurate. Not possible. The sermon's been done since Thursday. Biblically inaccurate. Matthew chapter 12 is what we address here with this. Matthew chapter 12 says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Verse 44, then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty and swept and put in order. Listen to me. This is what this verse is saying. It's not talking about how God sets somebody free. He's saying this. He says, you might try to straighten up your life. You might pour everything out. You might cut everything off. You You might get everything cleaned up and you might have the right look and the right talk and you might have everybody fooled and you've got everything cleaned up inside of you but if the enemy comes back and he will always come back around my goodness I feel the Holy Spirit he will always come back around then he goes and he finds it clean and empty what did I tell you Jesus never takes something out of you and then leaves you empty and he comes back around then he goes and he finds it clean and empty and he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and they dwell there and the last state of the man is worse than the first state so shall it also be with this wicked generation let me tell you something if Jesus had set this person free it would have been completely different. Why? Because, watch this now, when this, it, this person cleans themselves up, gets their act together, and people are like, we got to get our act together so we can go to church. I'm tired of people feeling like they have to have to get their act together to go to church. There's a thing called grace. There's a place called Calvary, and it doesn't matter what state you're in, you are welcome in the house of your Father. Pastor Don, but I'm still struggling. That's because there's unclean things still inside of you. There's pains, there's hurts that are still speaking through you. And God's wanting to set you free, not from the demonic force that holds you, but because of the pain of your very life. God wants to heal you so you can forgive yourself and then you can have more peace in your home. And you won't bring up all your past in today's argument with your spouse, but all of a sudden, God will change who you are. And I love what I'm trying to teach you here is this. You clean yourself up, the devil's going to come back around and you couldn't protect yourself in the first place and you won't be able to protect yourself now. But you let Jesus clean you up and he'll put something inside of you called the Holy Spirit and the enemy won't want to come back around. Why? Because he'll say, do you remember what happened to me when the Holy Spirit came into their life? My goodness. I'm sorry. 
But I'm just imagining the enemy fleeing. So, I mean, I've got a, I've got a whole wily coyote scene going on in my head right now that that demonic force left so fast that it was on fire or headed toward hell itself where it belonged because there was a power that came inside of you so quickly that fell on the day of Pentecost. And it said, this is for you, for your children and for all who are far off because the Holy Spirit moves inside of you. See, the problem is not that you need to get delivered from something. It's that you need to get something else inside of you. So what you need is not a clean spirit, but a new spirit. And back to where we are, and I'll close for this today. Ezekiel 11, motto verse of our church here. I preached last week on he'll take your heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. And I want you to notice what the first verse says. And I will give them singleness of heart. I will give unity. And I will put a new spirit inside of them. That the one who used to always speak from their place of failures will now speak with the voice of the Holy Spirit. That I'll no longer scream out, but I'm a failure. I will scream out, I may have fallen, but now I am strong. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see that I begin to declare I'm not who I was anymore because my spirit was unclean. My spirit spoke from my pain, but his spirit is holy. Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and that you should present your bodies to him as living, holy, acceptable sacrifices How and why? So that a holy God can work inside of you. And if you're operating from a place of unclean spirits, what you need is God to heal you and deliver you. And the way that's going to happen is when you open your life and say, I need more of the Holy Spirit of the living God to move inside of me. I want you to stand with me in this place today. Whether you know it or not, you are a magnet for stains. Every failure, every struggle, every problem wants to stain your soul so that in place of your worship, all you can, all you can do is declare how unworthy you are. What did Jesus do to the man? The Bible says... He commanded what was unclean to come out of him. And then the man was found in his right mind, seated, dressed. Can I tell you this? You may have worn the garments of shame long enough. You may have worn the the, the broken shackles and the bondage of the enemy long enough. But now it's time for you to be free. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Quickly, I want to ask you a question. If you've been speaking, living from a place of a wrong, unclean spirit, and today you're going to ask Jesus to set you free from that. If that's you, I want to see your hand right where you are. Hold it up high. Don't don't put it down, but hold it up high. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. There's freedom for you. Hold it up high. Hold it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up for just a minute. Jesus. Jesus. Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Oh, Lord, I declare as you see their hands lifted. What was once stained with sin is now lifted before you is washed clean by the blood of the Lamb.
what was once stained is now pure and clean white as snow scripture says that I and these are no longer who we used to be but we are the righteous children of the most high God now with these that have their hands up I want to ask somebody else quickly you would say along with these I need more of the Holy Spirit's power in my life to defeat the voices that are trying to pull me down. I need to see your hand if that's you. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm just going to tell you what he's been saying to some of you. Fight on. Keep fighting. Keep pressing. Keep moving towards Jesus because he's putting something new inside of you. He's going to, my goodness, somebody, it has held your family for generations, but it's coming off of you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, by the authority of Christ. There's a liberty to coming. There's a victory that's coming by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name. Put those hands down, but keep your heads bowed for just one more moment. The last service, two people responded. Two or maybe more responded to the call of God for salvation. But today's the day you'd say, Pastor Don, the reality is my whole man has been operating from the wrong place. I've never completely given my life to Jesus Christ and asked him to put a new life inside of me, a new spirit inside of me. And today I either want to give my life to Jesus or I want to recommit my life to Jesus Christ. If that's you, I want to see your hand right where you are. Today's the day you want to settle your relationship with Christ. Let me see your hand. Hold it up high. Thank you. Are there others today that will join with these? Thank you. Are there others? Thank you. Are there others? This is your moment. This is your time. This is it. Maybe you're watching. Maybe you're listening. This is it. Your pain's going to be quieted. And his voice is calling you to a new place in Christ. I'm waiting on somebody. Where are you? I'm waiting on somebody. Where are you? You can put those hands down. Is there anyone who's, who's like, Lord, I know I want to, but you're, having a, you're, you're so battered, you're so defeated. Maybe you're so bitter. Let's do something better. Let's do something better. Where are you in the name of Jesus? Waiting on you. Thank you. Thank you. This is what the Word of God says. As these have responded today from this first call to this very last call here. And you may be going to respond yet even now. God's still dealing with your hearts right where you are. The Bible says if we will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we would be born again. That's what this is all about. Finding Jesus and giving him our hearts and our souls. I want you to lift your voices with me as these three are responding today to this call, or four, excuse me, to the call of salvation. And we believe that God's going to answer their cry right now. Come on, pray with me now. Hold church. Jesus, by faith, I believe your promises. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. In Jesus' name, I receive your grace. I give you the unclean parts of my life. I give you my past, my present, and my future. And now I receive your grace. Heavenly Father, I declare from this moment forward, God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior. Amen.
and amen. Now, come on, give God a praise like He deserves in this place. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.